Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Newism podcast, where we talk to social innovators and disruptors to discover how they would shape a new, more inclusive economic system fit for the modern world. Our guest this week is Hani Talji, who is, in her own words, a Palestinian Arab Christian woman from Bethlehem who has played football her whole life. She is the founder and first ever captain of the Palestinian women's national football team, breaking through countless social and political barriers to become a role model to women in the Middle East and beyond. Through her network of partnerships, she has developed sports initiatives for boys and girls across the West Bank and Gaza, and she continues to be a powerful voice for empowerment and equality through sport. I'm here with Hani Telji. 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 Yes. <laughs> I have to get my pronunciations right. And we are in Mexico City. Amazing. And we're at the uh, 16th uh, edition of the Homeless World Cup, which has been played in the, in the Zocalo. Just like my age. 16? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. You're such a joker. I know. <laughs> and um, we're, we're talking in the, in the terms of the newism. I'm speaking to Honey about uh, what this newism might look like in, in the future, and in particular, very interested in the role of women. But I, first of all, I'd, I'd like you to share uh, your own background. So how come you're sitting here, actually, mm -hmm. uh, in Mexico City at the moment? Tell me a little bit about your, your background, where you're um, from and so on. So usually when I introduce myself, it's sometimes exotic for people. They don't get it um, right. So I always say my, uh, I'm a Palestinian Arab Christian woman from Bethlehem, and my name is Honey, and Honey is my real name. And uh, I played football all my life, and football brought me to where I am now because I started from nothing. Literally, I was playing in the streets with the boys when I was seven years old, surrounded by walls, restrictions, many uh, obstacles, uh, social, cultural, also political. But then uh, through sports, through football, it helped me to overcome all my barriers and, uh, and make me um, uh, achieve my dreams uh, uh, through believing in what I'm doing, starting up the women's football national team in Palestine and, uh, uh, and uh, uh, growing the game in, in the country. And then that, forward, that turned uh, to, 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 be, um, uh, to, to, to take me to the next level, which is to make my dreams come true and go international and start working for FIFA. And then, of course, when I met you uh, in one of the conferences where I was speaking about my story, this is how we connected and I learned more about the Homeless World Cup. And then this is how you also asked me to become ambassador for the Homeless World Cup. And that's why I'm here. Sitting here. Yeah. And, it, and it's fantastic. And your story is really amazing. Um, you know, just coming, as you say, getting interested in football at the age of seven in Palace at time, you have all these barriers. You, you managed to be, you know, create the national women's Palestinian football team, which is a real achievement in itself. Amazing. And then now you are working with, with FIFA, the, the international football uh, organization, and, and, and talking with, with us here as an ambassador with, to, to homeless people who are excluded. So it's been an amazing journey for you, and you're still very young. Yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you are, your story is also inspiring, and that's why I'm here, because I believe in the work you're doing for the homeless. I, I believe in your mission and uh, the vision you have for such an organization 
for uh, including people because uh, you know it's you can easily be excluded in this cruel world full of uh, injustice and inequality and such a tournament such a world cup uh, it brings people together and gives them dignity and that's that's what we want to look forward and give people dignity because this is important and i see when i go through around the football pitches i see that they have this dignity back when they are on the pitch and and that's in itself it's a great achievement yeah yeah you you do see that i mean that's the reason why we do this and but it's fantastic that you come come back here you know you've had your success and you're putting something back and i think we all really really appreciate that um what what i'm very interested in talking to you about though i mean your journey is is fantastic it, within the discussion we're having with in this podcast about a newism um, which is about what does the world ideally look like in an ideal world? What would it look like? What would the economy look like? And and so, for you, what would the role of women be in a new economy ideally worked? At the moment, there seems to be all sorts of problems in terms of political leadership, the way the economy is structured, huge levels of poverty. Um, in the new economy, women are what's their role? I mean, it's important to have more, more women in leadership positions uh, as politicians, as sports directors, ministers, because I think diversity is important. And when you have the, the women leading, it can take us to another level. I mean, we have tried men in leadership positions, politicians, and you see the world is going worse. I'm not saying that the men are bad, but I mean, it's in general, it's important to have diversity and to have men and women together we will change the world. But if it's just men leading and men controlling and men deciding, then there's no chance for women to have a space and to have a decision and to to uh, to uh, drive change. And uh, and I think we started seeing more women now in football and we are we are seeing more women in economy. As you mentioned, it's important to highlight the role of women in such a uh, countries or organizations to ensure that um, uh, we uh, drive change because I believe when you empower women you definitely empower the whole of society because women are 50% of the population so if you exclude them you exclude a lot and it's important to include them for better results and for better uh, achievements and I think the future is women. I, I, I possibly agree with you in this new economy women have to be there in, in my view um, but what is it women are, are bringing to the table that, that, that's maybe different. Sometimes people will say, oh yeah, but there's been political leaders before who were women and they were just like men, they were just as bad in terms of what they were doing, just following the, 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 the pattern, if you like, of, uh, of the existing economy. But it, 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 is it about empathy that, 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 that women, women can, can bring to this? Um, uh, empathy in terms of understanding around rather than being aggressive in terms of wanting to achieve, to win, to win contracts, to be better than, than the next company. Um, is that what they bring to the table, do you think? I think it's just the, the, the stereotype or the prejudice about women in power that when they are strong and leading, they are maybe aggressive. But you don't say this about men. You know, in, With men, you say they are too strong, too charismatic and, uh, and uh, leaders. And, and, and that's also the different stereotype because when a woman, she's strong, it's because she's charismatic, she's a leader, not because aggressive or bossy. And I think this has to, to, to be changed because uh, usually you don't say this about men in, in powerful position. And sometimes it's also important for women to stay the way they are. They don't have to be 
like men or acting like men to become uh, uh, powerful they have to be themselves and it's important because they have education they have their skills they have expertise to enforce their expertise in the workplace in economy in politics etc it will move things forward you don't have to become like anyone everybody has different skills and different uh, strength and if we combine the strengths together we can uh, bring a better uh, results and uh, it's important for women uh, to lead the way they are without imitating anyone because it's important differences are also unique and we are unique because of our differences and uh, our uniqueness uh, bring us to to better results as well yeah yeah I, th- i think it's interesting i mean um The reason I'm asking that is is that some of the interviews I've done previously we've talked about measurements you know how you, how do you measure um, the well-being of society and and at the moment one of the key measures is the GDP the gross domestic product and it, that's about a financial measurement and that is a kind of barometer of how a country's performing allegedly lots of people now talk about no you should have indices of happiness Um, and that's a much more valuable measure about how society is rather than just a financial measure. And um, other people have been saying to me, you know, you need to ha- to understand things like words like trust, words like love, etc. should be in, in, in that type of measure. Um, now, a lot of kind of men in leadership positions at the moment recoil at the sort of, you know, we're talking about love or you're talking about trust in a measure for your performance uh, in the economy, but women wouldn't necessarily. And that's what I'm trying to get to yeah. in terms of the what women might bring to the table. Is that something you you might agree with, or? I mean, women can bring a lot to the table. For example, of course, you know, trust, respect, uh, love, passion, and uh, also uh, leadership, uh, and also patience. Because you know, sometimes men they uh, are accelerating in their, their decisions and. Uh, Sometimes also a lot of ego is involved, and I think in that case, women can be patient and can, uh, uh, you know, bring uh, ideas to the table, uh, discuss and negotiate. So there are all the skills exist. I mean, in the end, it's the right position in the right place. Whether you are a man or a woman, it's important that you are in the right position with the right skills and right competences, and this is also important. But of course, to add women in the table, that would be a great. Uh, uh, it will add a, a lot to the discussions and a lot for decisions to to uh, to be made and to move things forward. Diversity is important, and and that's what we call for diversity. Yeah, I, I, I'm absolutely with you in understanding the the issue around diversity. Also about community, it it, it would seem that women more um, more have an understanding of community about how we live in neighborhoods, about how we live together support one another rather than sort of be more collective in their approach rather than individualistic so bring that to the table also possibly of course i mean it's all about togetherness and the collective decisions as an individual you cannot move forward with anything you always need the community around you and you need men women uh, black white uh, scottish uh, palestinian uh, all together and this is how you move things forward i mean if you want to change and influence change we have all our to bring our all diverse background on the table and and uh, uh, you know uh, decide on how can we move forward and influence change so in a new economy then we've got we've got women well represented we've got diverse leadership we've got diversity across the community these are important kind of fundamentals of what what's happening but but what's happened now in the world's economy 
And one of the reasons we're sitting here in Mexico City is you've, you've got this now huge divergence between the rich and the poor. Mm -hmm. and, and these are, these are have created huge barriers, okay, invisible barriers, but barriers nonetheless, which basically mean that a huge percentage of the world's population just simply cannot access the wealth that a few, pe mm -hmm. few people have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's something I think we have to, to change clearly. Otherwise, I don't believe the current economy is sustainable, which is why we're having this discussion. Now, you, you've a wonderful example of somebody who's overcome real barriers to get into the position that you've been in. Some some very real barriers, of course, and some some of you know, these more invisible type barriers, but barriers all the same. How do we collectively start to overcome the, this this barrier, this great great this this great gap that's starting to emerge? Do you think it's important to 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 tackle uh, all these politicians i mean the governments because the governments can make a huge difference for other people I, you know the gap is huge absolutely especially i mean if you see in mexico city to go from one area to another there is a huge difference and there's uh, there is a huge gap between the poor and the rich and i think it's important the government is aware of of uh, of such an issue because i don't believe that there's a, a poor government it's just a poor management of resources and money because each country has a lot of resources a lot of uh, a lot of different uh, 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 things that can bring them revenues and increase the level of the people also some individuals who are very rich in the country they can influence the change uh, scholarships education is important because education can absolutely lift the gap because when you are educated you do more stuff you you are aware of the things but when there is no education the people stay in a level where they don't want to go to an to another level and to bridge the gap so education is a key in each country we go to in schools in academies and that's where will will uh, will bridge the gap between the poor and the rich but also uh, education and awareness in terms of social media as well it's important using role models to influence change whether in sports whether in politics whether in in education in in in, in governments it's important to, to to focus on that so i believe that education is a key to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor and also to be aware of the problems that facing that now now we are talking about climate change so when you solve the issue like climate change, it influences the people automatically, uh, or poverty or homelessness. When you lift up the homeless, then when you are doing events for the homeless people, you are increasing the economy and changing the perspective about the people as homeless. Because once they give, they have opportunities, their lives will change. And it's important for leaders, for governments, for politicians to give opportunities for people, because this is what they seek. They don't want money, they don't want, uh, they want opportunities because opportunities can open doors for them and then they will be self-independent and they can, uh, 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 you know, be good citizens. And you need good citizens in a country to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's, it's starting to a degree, people are beginning to understand that. You can, you can see there's certain philanthropists, um, some very well-known, Bill Gates and so on, who... Who have made a lot of money from his business at a relatively quick pace, really, and they're giving they're giving their money away mm -hmm. into charity. He, he's trying to eradicate malaria and, and tackle sure. health inequality, um, but but they're pretty few and far between. There's not so many of them doing that, and it would seem that you've got. Um, uh, a kind of contradiction going on if some people see they have a kind of uh, uh, an obligation to wider society, to the community and others who don't care at all and it's about just accumulating wealth 
um, when when you're talking about you know more of these people that emerging, it's not just from the the the, the poorer world needs to be educated. It's a general education, is it not? Everybody needs to of course to 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 find this education. Yeah, education education is a key, and also to 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 push those people, individuals who's trying to accumulate their wealth into education and into opportunities for for, uh, for for children. I mean, you start on a children level because they are the new generation. So when they have the opportunities for education and, and the doors are open for them, you will not see uh, poverty because poverty is all in your mind. And uh, resources, you can find resources. Each country has resources. But how it's used in the proper way, uh, then it's another story. I mean, look at India they have a huge gap between the poor and the rich. I was in New Delhi and I was shocked by the level because I was at the slums mm. uh, in the morning and in the evening we wanted to go for a dinner and then we were in, we ended up in a, a nice restaurant uh, and then the waiter actually was asking if we are a member or not and we was like, no, we are not a member, we want to pay. We just want to eat and pay. He said, no, I'm sorry, if you are not a member, you have to be out, you leave the restaurant right. and for me it was shocking because I was just in the slums and I saw all the poverty and it's I was re I couldn't sleep for three days I was in New Delhi and then I go to a restaurant and it's like if you are not a member you are out and he was like yeah, just go to the other restaurant down there it's a fast food restaurant so for me this is shocking you see the levels in one place in one day and I was like why this exists and we are still in the 20 we are in the 21st century and this still exists and if you check, I checked, I went to Google, I checked uh, uh, the richest people in the world, they are Indians. And for me, that was like, why we are still seeing this happening and we don't influence change. And uh, it's important to push those people, wealthy, rich people, for, to, their, to, put, to give back to their countries. Because at some point, your money, you know, one day, one night, life goes on and, you know, life is too short. You will wake up sometimes and you are, your life is taken away. And what do you do with your money? Help people when you are alive and see the rewarding is great. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that story about India is kind of sums up the issue for me is the, the, the big challenge. Because it seems to be it's the system that's created this. Where, where the money money is going to money, and if you don't have the money, you you you're out. Yeah. And so where that money is, it creates its own barrier. So you can only eat in this one if you are of a certain type exactly or, or yeah. have a certain level of wealth, and otherwise you can't eat eat, eat here. Earlier you mentioned uh, the critical role of government. So government can act and change that, and it can do that by increasing taxes. Uh, it can do that by um, putting new economic. Um, policies into place or supporting uh, uh, poorer communities. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of people would say, particularly when they've been speaking to me in these interviews, you know, governments now completely out of date, politicians globally are absolutely totally discredited, They're not the right people are going into politics, and so therefore governments are generally poor, poorly managed, you mentioned before. And so how do you therefore get... Uh, younger people and I meet a lot of younger people who are passionate about these issues but they don't want to get involved in government it seems that government's been trashed how do we change that then to make it that governments are actually of the people and are, are, are saying no we don't accept that there's slums in, 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 in our city and um, we don't accept there's extreme wealth that creates slums how do we do that? First of all, 
I will go back to education because it's important. Because once you are educated, you know what is you know what is what is right and what is wrong. You absolutely start to fight for your rights and for your existence, and to know what you need from your government to raise up your voice. You need to to have awareness. You need to have to be educated. You need to have access to schools and educations, universities. Because with education, you can fight a lot. And with education, of course, then it brings you to social media. And social media now is a key. It's huge. So to uh, to bring the people together for one cause through social media, it will push governments automatically. You know, because governments, they also care about reputations, politicians too, and they want always the support of their people. And once the people realize that the leaders are not the right position, the right place. There are the revolutions, there are the, the peaceful demonstrations. Like I'm not calling here now, okay, we should now go to the mm. streets. And uh, uh, it's important that we understand our rights. To understand your right, it's important to push forward. It's the same. When women understand their rights, they make difference. They push forward. They fight for their rights. And a lot of people who don't have access to education, they don't understand the right. They think it's okay to live in a slum. They think it's that's their world. This is how they grew up. This is this is what they know. But once you access education to them, then there's like ah, there's another world there. There's another uh, perspective. Then uh, they start to fight for their rights. And it's important to 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 uh, to back to go to education to make people understand their rights to fight for them in a peaceful way. It doesn't have to be uh, 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 violent because violence will not bring anything. So I believe education, art, music, football, sports will influence change. And and uh, and it's important to work with NGOs to work with uh, like uh, for example, homeless World Cup. It's a great awareness for those youth to understand their rights and bring change to their societies. And this is how uh, we could influence politicians. And when we know our rights and our, uh, what we should get from, uh, from our countries, then we know who to elect as a president or as a minister. Because in the end, it's the decision for the people to elect their government. And if they know who to elect, educated, aware about the things that should be in a in a leader, then they go for the right decision. And, and presumably, what you're describing then is once people are aware of that, and um, new leaders will start to emerge. Then um, new new you get a new type of pol- politician. You get a new type of of, of of government that's more connected with the modern world. Of course, lot, yeah. You know, because a lot of people will say the problem is that governments are. Well, who uh, elects the government? The, 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 yes, they're out of, actually out of date is the problem. Is and yeah. they're, not, they're very slow, whereas the world is moving very fast. And that's, that's part of the problem. Yeah. So, therefore, you need a new system of government. Almost. Absolutely. Um, and you need more men as well. Like, look at the majority of the, the, the leaders. They are men. Yeah. So, why, why, is, why is that then? I mean, we, you know, it, we talked earlier about, you know, it's 50-50 and then we need more women represented. Why, why, is, why is it only men that are leaders in the world in terms of politics? I think it's also, it's culture. It's like how it used to be that men are the, the decision makers, men are the leaders. While if you look back to history, you would see that the woman has uh, organized the house, a woman educates their children, they are the one who gives birth and they are the one who leads the house and, you know, make, make sure everything is all right. But the man works outside and he brings the money inside. So the power started that way from the, from, from the past. 
But I guess also the opportunities uh, for women it doesn't exist, but also like the limited resources for them. Also be, the fact that they are giving birth and having kids, they think that their role is limited in that. And also a lot of women don't go to a position while they are well while while they know that they are not completely fit for it. While men they just go for it. Whether they are competent or incompetent, they just go for it. So this is how they grew up maybe and the culture the culture has to change how we grew up our boys and girls as a mother growing up as a parents for their children how they treat them equally from the beginning it influenced societies later on so i think women they need to have all the competencies to go for the job otherwise they don't yeah. but men they just run for it even if they are incompetent like i can do it you know <laughs> women can do it but they need to they they need to make sure that they are fully uh, in ty- like fully uh, uh, fulfilling the criteria to make it happen. That's why they don't go for it. But I think it's important to encourage more women because they have the skills, they have the expertise, they have the leadership to go for it. Just go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, fight for it. I mean, um, I mean, I guess in the other kind of sections of society we've not touched on is, is the corporations and they are increasingly getting more powerful, more powerful than, than governments, a lot of people would, would, would argue. Once again, the leadership of those corporations isn't women, it's mainly mainly men. So we, you'd obviously be arguing that you need, it at the leadership level of, of the corporations, um, more women running, yeah. running them. Because it certainly seems to be that there's a disproportionate level of men to women. It's massive. The, the, the gap is massive between men and women leading in, in, in just general, you mean, or in corporations? In, in general, yeah, also in corporations, general, corporations as well, corporations. yeah. Uh, because I'm, I'm, just, I'm interested in your view of where the corporations sit because they are, you know, they're, they're very big. There's a very, very interesting uh, political um, uh, election in San Francisco very recently um, where one candidate was uh, arguing uh, that he wanted to raise, I think it was $600 million, or something really significant, to tackle the homelessness in in, in, in San Francisco, um, which uh, is you know if you've been there uh, at all is is absolutely shocking, yeah. um, and he uh, um, uh, so he was arguing for this, and what was really interesting uh, in this uh, 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 political discussion was that one of the the the, the technology company Salesforce, the CEO of, uh, of Salesforce, said um, that he uh, would pay tax for sure, to the government if that person was elected. And another CEO from a tech company, from Twitter, he said, this is absolute rubbish. He would not, his company should not be paying for, for, for to, to, to tackle this problem in, in, in the city. Now, you would, you would normally have a kind of political uh, argument. You can see the politicians lining up on one side or the other. We want to raise tax to, to create a fund of 600 million to tackle problem homelessness. You, you're for or against it. But what was different in this situation was that two major corporations, the leaders of two major corporations started to, started to argue about it. That was the story, that the corporations were, were, mm-hmm. were, were seeing it. And it was um, uh, that, and I think, that ignited the, the, the debate even further, okay? And um, uh, interestingly, the, 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 the Salesforce, Salesforce side won, so they've agreed to have this uh, fund in That's San Francisco. Uh, then, then they're going to, to, to um, implement this tax, presumably. But what, what the question I have for you there is, you see, that leadership emerging 
from a, another side that wouldn't normally come into play into an election. The corporations now um, saying, hey, you know, it's it's um, we've got a role in, in the community. We can't just be outside of the community doing nothing. We, we have a business. We, we Our business headquarters is in this city. We have to take some responsibility for what the city looks like. That's really interesting. That's very interesting because, you know, if those corporations have influence, and I'm sure they have because they have a lot of money as well, then they can also uh, enforce change. And that's what we need more as well. Because to, to understand the problems in the community, you need also big organizations and corporations that they have money and they have influence and they have power. So it's a perfect example. Yeah, I think I think it's a very good. I, I I suspect now because it's been played out there in that city, it was this sort of thing will start to be played out in other mm -hmm. cities. I would suspect. Yeah. Uh, because it's the whole issue of, of of you know if you're moving forward into this new economy, how do you pay for things? So one of the key ways all countries now pay for 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 services or social protection is through taxation, and but it's to the general trend has been that uh, political parties win. Uh, if they say we're going to lower the taxes, you don't have to pay so much. Um, but then people are starting to realize actually, if you don't pay so much money, then you know you lot. don't get the services. That, yeah. And there seems to be now a changing view of actually, you know, the key thing is if you trust government, you're happy to pay more taxes. If you get if you the issue is that people don't trust the government, so they won't pay money because they don't trust their competence in terms of spending that money. Yeah. That seems to be the key issue. So if you can, using the San Francisco example, if you can get leaders in the corporate world with leaders in the uh, political world, and obviously the NGO world is very in favour of that, of then you start to have answers because people are saying, no, this is how we're going to raise the money. This is how we're going to spend it. In this case, it's a tax on the corporation. Yeah. So they're saying, that's okay. Do it. Of course. Um, then it's up to whoever is going to have to deliver to end the homelessness in the city. And it seems to me you, you create a whole new way there which could be a cornerstone of how we start to operate in the future. Absolutely. That's a very good example. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for, for telling <laughs> me about it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think a lot yeah. of people start to talk about it now. Um, so tell me more, a little bit kind of finally about, you know, the, 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 the issue of globalization. I mean, you now, you, you work with you and you hear, you know, you're based in Switzerland, you are in Mexico and you move around and, and I guess I'm the same and maybe we're global citizens. Um, but uh, but people now are, are retracting into their own kind of national boundaries a bit. There's a kind of contradiction going on. You want to want to be a, 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 a we all want to be global citizens, but we want to be very clear where we came from. <laughs> so we'll fight. It's, it's it's a contradiction, or maybe it's not. I don't know. It's it's just the two two sides of us as all of us as human beings. And you you come from Palestine, and we we, we know that the, the the history of Palestine and 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 um, you know the situation that is at the moment. How do we, uh, do you think, um, retain our, our local identity but become global citizens, stop these uh, wars which are based around national boundaries and religion? How do, we, how do we move forward here from not only in Palestine but in other countries in the world or other regions in the world? How do we move forward? I think here equality is a key because equality and opportunities for all. Because when we have all the same access to education, to uh, to work, uh, to career, to food, to uh, 
to settle, to, uh, to houses, to, uh, then we are all equal. When we are all equal, we don't have issues. And this is, I think, the mission that I am on, to fight for equality and justice and, uh, and the human rights, because this is, this is the key. Why we are all different? Why we say that uh, uh, you know, like the national identity is important? Because it, 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 it shapes our future. And when, when you see that there is an equal world, then we are all citizens of the world, and there's no issue with, with that. But when you see the gap is huge between one country to another and uh, inequality, injustice exists, so then you wonder all the time how we can bridge the gap in 21st century. I mean, if you talk about Palestine, you always question sometimes why I was not born in Scotland, for example. Of course, Scotland has issues in the past, long time ago, and many other countries in the past as well, but but then you see the differences. Why the people of the Palestinian people, they have to go every day in their life, insecure, unequal, uh, humiliated every time. Uh, they're traveling, no access to health, education, opportunities, and then others. For example, I live in Switzerland now. It's all great and it's all perfect. And that's the fight for equality is this thing. When we are all equal, then we can get rid of all the differences that we have, then we are all citizens of the world. And I think we should all fight for equality and justice and human rights when it exists. In ideal world, we are all citizens of the world. And so therefore you'd be, you'd be breaking down national barriers in a sense. You'd, I, you'd, I think so. You, you, would, you would be a citizen, uh, you know, you would have your passport presumably. Yeah. But, but the greater would be that you're citizens of the world. Citizen of the world, yeah. And presumably... In that ideal world you're talking about as well, you 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 end economic migration because people where they are, if they have equal opportunities, you don't have to exactly. leave your home exactly to go to somewhere else to get yeah. uh, work so that you can feed the family. Yeah. You, you won't can, be you a can. refugee, you won't be homeless, you won't be anything because you you have it all. And so critically, then in this new economy that we're talking about, you you've got to have a a, a local economy that's operating uh, efficiently and fairly, and that's somehow got to be connected in with a global economy that's also working efficiently of course. And, and, and fairly. Of course, but, you know, it's the ideal world. I Is don't it? know if we will see it in our time, because, well, you know, <laughs> well, there's a lot of things to tackle in life. <laughs> well, yes, and no, well, I, 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 obviously you are, and, and, you know, economy, when you talk about it, it's usually complex, and there's so many different parts to the whole thing that all have to play together to get this right. But um, I, I, I also kind of think, yeah, but this is actually quite straightforward, and um, there are these difficult problems, but actually if you were to say, right, there's a set of values in which we're going to base this on, we're going to share these values, this is what this is about, this is how we're going to build this new economy, and these are the building blocks for it. I'm 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 naive in thinking. No, you can you can change it. It requires thinking, though, because what we're what we're doing, it seems, is building things based on the old paradigms. So it's like I I I think that the current economic global system is no longer working in the modern world. It's it's still based on an old model. Mm-hmm. We need a new model, which is some people will start to say, oh, this is all about the left or or. Or the right, or whatever. I, I'm trying to say, no, you need a new paradigm, which isn't the left or the right. It's actually completely new thinking about how you live your life, yeah. based on and, and creating an economic system that allows us yeah. to, to have the very things that you've been of talking course. about. 
That's what's that's what's needed. I mean, it's important not to have differences, and for 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 an ideal world, if you just say I'm a right or a left, I'm a democratic or a republican, I am a Muslim or Christian, I'm black or white, then it's it's difficult to achieve equality. But when you see everyone is equal without any differences, then it's it's an ideal world. And and you know, like there are a lot of initiatives of uh, you know Vision 2030, UN Development Goals, and uh, you know by 2030 we will have equal pay, equal opportunities, more more women in positions, you know, etc. So there are initiatives like that, and I hope as you know, as as uh, countries together, as organizations, governments, leaders, we could work together to make those development goals come true in terms of health, education, gender, etc., etc. So um, there are initiatives, there are great organizations who are working to an equal world and uh, globalize it like a citizen of the world, but we need to increase the efforts. And uh, your example, the Homeless World Cup, is a great effort for, for a better and brighter future for those men and women. Yeah, I mean, it's a great, and it's a it's a point where we can almost finish it because what you're talking about is the vision of that world. I think my challenge though at the moment is, and it, and it's and it's it's kind of you to say uh, uh, that the you know our initiative at the homeless world cup is 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 effective, and obviously you know you volunteering to become our ambassador or our ambassador the past couple of years is is really great. My challenge though at the moment is that. Yep, we, we could say we're an amazing organization and a lot of people have changed their lives as a result, for sure. But the challenge is that uh, we, we work with some people and they move, and then there's a whole lot more. And it just is, it keeps coming. More and more people keep coming. And however amazing we are and however effective, it's not stopping people coming. So if I turn around and I look and I say, look, it's the system that's creating this problem and it's the system we need to change. Absolutely, and your goal is to see no homeless, to to have no homeless World Cup. No? Correct. <laughs> Correct. The, 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 the then aim. there will be no homeless. The, that's right. We we're trying to put ourselves out of business. That's but then you will be do. out of uh, job. That's fine. That's fine. But we'll have created the system where there's lots of jobs. But if we are, if I was able to achieve the goal with you and others of 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 ending the homeless World Cup, I would. Be a very nice moment, yeah, I can assure you. Of course, you would be so proud, and I'm sure this is all our goal. I mean, you don't want to go in a city and see homeless and feel uh, uh, sympathy or, um, uh, you know, uh, because I'm sure now, you know, being at the homeless World Cup, my views have changed to the to the homeless when I see them in the streets. But when I see them in the streets nowadays, I think of them as footballers, uh -huh. of musicians, of artists. Because I, I have seen a lot of stories during the Homeless World Cup and also other documentaries that featured them as, as musicians, and as, but they didn't have the opportunity to use their talents. That's why they ended up in the street. So my view has completely changed the homeless, and I'm sure they are not homeless by choice. So they have a lot of talent, and we should find this talent in these people and bring it forward to the world. And this is how can we end uh, uh, homeless altogether. Yeah. Okay, well, look, that's a, a, a good moment, a positive moment to end this discussion. Um, very, very grateful for your time today. For um, your time too, thanks. Fa fabulous seeing you, seeing you here in Mexico. Okay, Amazing. thank you, thank thanks. you very much, honey. Thanks a Cheers. lot. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Bye. Bye. Do you agree with Honey that equality is the foundation on which we can build the newism? We'd love to hear from you, so please do contact us via Twitter at Newism Talks. If you can, please rate and review us on iTunes so that we can spread our message further. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.